Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May, and this is a a little audience Q&A episode. I'm actually going to try editing them down so that I do one question per episode. Might be a better format. Um, so these are, I'm going to do a series of answers on questioning yourself. Basically questioning something about your decision making, your um, value, your worth, etc. So the first question is um, a question about being uncertain about your worth and your life decisions. And um, these are, just just keep in mind, these are my opinion. And I would say use your gut on any of this. So if something doesn't ring true for you or doesn't fit, don't force it. So here's the first question paraphrased. I think I am struggling with accepting myself and being okay with who I am. I have a lot of shoulds around uh, myself and where I am in my life. I'm currently in college, and I often doubt my worth and my decisions. I find myself going into downward spirals of lamenting where I am, if I'm worthy of the life I'm living, and if I'm worthy of the life I ultimately want. I don't feel super confident in my ability to perform academically, and I feel like I'm a fraud. I've never been in a romantic relationship, and I'm I'm slightly embarrassed about that, and I can't even imagine someone wholeheartedly accepting me for who I am. I was depressed, but now I'm ready to to take on life, but I just don't know how to. Um, I know that college is one of the toughest parts of life because of the uncertainty, um, but I'm constantly questioning if I'm doing life right. So whenever I feel any of these emotions, I go into the downward spiral of feeling like I need to fix myself. So super, super common way to feel. My answer for you is, um, well, first of all, I can say that now that I'm in my late 30s, looking back, I can see high school and especially college. You're basically on like a roller coaster of chemicals and feelings about yourself and deciding if you're, you're worthy or unworthy all the time. Things feel like they're so big and so serious at every juncture, but they're really not. Like everything is so not the way it's going to be for the rest of your life. And you don't have, I guess, the grounding yet in who you are. So it's like you don't have anything to stand on quite yet as an individual because you just haven't witnessed yourself mastering any one thing for a, a long enough period of time. So I would say once you do that, once you do one thing for a very long time, you get this kind of comfort just because you've you've witnessed yourself repeating an action and you're like, I know what I'm doing. That's kind of how you build up like the framework that is the ego um, enough to feel like secure. So that feeling of quality and confidence, I would say usually comes after a few years at a specific discipline. Um, So your brain, aka the self-defining machine, really just has to witness you being excellent or at least capable at something with enough visual feedback um, an input from the outside world for long enough so that it kind of your brain rests at, 
rests its case and stamps a quality sticker on your forehead. So in short, you are building up self right now uh, via kind of trial and error and practicing, you know, trying to be good at things and trying to watch yourself know how to do things. So everything will feel raw and scary for everyone because it's new, because you're young and because you haven't had the chance yet to practice being, you know, a certain way. So right now is really just for trying shit on. And I know that's going to make you feel like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because it's scary to try new things. And especially if you're a really sensitive type of person. Uh, and I would say you might be experiencing this like just in a much more visceral way. Maybe because you had a perfectionistic parent who made you feel like there was little room to fail. Or maybe you ha you were just like a tiny adult. So you had a very high bar for yourself. Uh, all that, that's a really common way to be. And I would say, just know that the, a ton of people, I would guess the majority of people in your college at your age feel like frauds all the time, even when they are at the top of their game. And I would say you're probably at the top of your game and you just can't really savor that or appreciate that because of just the intense anxiety um, and I would say the the trust and the knowledge in your own worth really comes from having a quality bond and sense of trust and intimacy with yourself. And that comes from really just being good with your word to yourself, like basically aligning your words and your actions and note or recognizing yourself as an honest person, practicing respect for your own feelings and your own wants, like valuing your own inner wants. And all of that will kind of lead to self-love. Just acting with respect for yourself will lead to automatic self-love and relief from the imposter syndrome. So that's a great place to start. And I would say just know that at this stage in your life, you're really just building up experiences so that you know where you end and you begin like you you're just figuring out like is this me no is this me yeah I think that is me I'm gonna try that again eh, no that's not me anymore so you'll just practice being different ways and you'll have to actually push yourself to trying things on for size including you know sexual identity social identity professional identity you'll you'll try on different personas at different stages in this uh I would say in like young adulthood and you will make big mistakes, and then through those big mistakes, you will gain impressions. And those are very valuable because they, they really um, build up the boundaries that will hold you straight up as an adult. Like they will kind of shape your outer edges as a, like a comfortable, confident adult. So roughly put, it's really about getting enough feedback from your experiences, all the while keeping yourself alive and functioning and stable. So I would say it's really about safe experimentation with life. You won't know much about yourself until you witness yourself in a variety of situations and in a variety of experiences. So just so don't overthink it. You're not supposed to know really anything from this stage. If anything, you will realize as you get older just how young and naive you were at this age. And it's kind of surprising to look back because... I'm sure at the time, like right now, you feel like you're an adult and you should know 
all of this stuff. But I mean, if I look back and I would guess most people, if they look back to that age, they were like, wow, I was so not baked yet. So take heart in that fact. And I would say things get much easier in the who am I department. Once you start doing, you know, earning a living and you have like a grown up routine, that's, I would say a little bit more consistent. Um, and I would say we all feel like we are frauds and we blunder through a ton of immature, immature shit at that age. We ruin friendships. We do stupid things. We fool ourselves. We make fools of ourselves. We feel like losers. And all that stuff is kind of par for the course. So before I get into um, a couple tools, I would just say, from what you've described to me, I believe 97% of what you're suffering from comes from the rumination piece of this problem. Like, I would say that's just a habit we all get into when we we are just feeling anxious and we get really trapped in that narration about what we are and what we're doing and what we're not and what we should be doing. And that is kind of what reinforces the chemical state of negativity. And that is a huge factor in perpetuating depressive states. And I would say it also inspires more anxiety. So I would just say, I would start by just becoming aware of that habit in yourself. So just ask yourself, am I ruminating? Do that whenever you notice your, yourself spinning, like mentally spinning. Um, if you were to have a switch on your head and you could flip it on and off, I'm guessing your life would be pretty manageable and pretty okay. Maybe even fun and inspiring. The greatest enemy is really just that voice and not being able to stop that voice. And I would say in the regards to the romance department, that problem can go away in a single day if you choose to make it so. It just feels big to you right now because it's something that you attribute importance to and you ruminate on it. Um, it's, it'll not be a thing to you in six months from now if you make it your goal to be in a relationship or to hook up with somebody, or whatever it is that will make you feel like that that isn't such a big deal. And once you do that thing, that that itchy, annoying, haunting feeling goes poof, and it's gone. It's not as big of an issue as your brain wants to make it. And it's not an issue in real life. It's more something you are putting on a pedestal and allowing to define you. As you said, it's one of your shoulds. Uh, as a rational way to talk yourself down in the face of that thing, I wanted to offer you a comparison. So if you are in certain cultures, you don't date, you just marry. And that's totally normal to some people. You just feel like this is extra bad because your brain has a desire to judge you. So it's picking up the closest weapon and it's beating you with it. Another way to look at it, I have never skydived. Imagine everyone in the world, world skydives. So that would be my fixation. It's really just arbitrary. The consistent theme is brain wants to judge me as a way to label the feelings of anxiety in my body. The problem is the anxiety and the rumination, not the literal thing. And we are always looking for labels to stick on our pain. The most common ones are my body or I'm not smart or I shouldn't be here or I don't deserve this. Everybody else does, not me. We make them up as a way to feel like we're in control of the feelings. And they can shift on a whim. Literally, they can shift in like a, a moment. 
if you imagine yourself feeling a certain way, like you feel like you're a fraud, and then you get a phone call, and it's somebody that says, like, you just won the award for smartest person in the world, that goes away. It's just, it's on a, on a, it flits like a little, you know, feather on just a gust of wind. Everything changes. In reality, whatever that thing is has very little weight in just objective reality. It's us. We make them so heavy. So I would say if you want to have a relationship, that make just that an objective goal and then focus on it and then take practical steps toward creating that thing. So you'd get on a dating app, you'd get your smile on. Uh, and, you know, I think it's about promoting kind of a certain energy that says like, I'm interested, I'm ready. So those are just some first, you know, basic steps. But like, I have no doubt that if you were to say like, I'm going to make my goal a relationship, it would not take you very long to, to head directly toward that goal if you get aggressive about it. So with that, here are some other tools uh, for your particular question. Um, the first tool is a no-duh, but I want you to talk to a therapist. I think group therapy would be a perfect fit for you because I think it also helps to hear others struggling with the same issues, especially when it comes to feelings of self-worth and, you know, imposter syndrome. Um and then I would say it's also helpful to learn responses to the uh, rumination. Like you can actually train yourself or, or learn how to, to respond verbally in your mind to those negative ruminations. And like I, I would say group therapy is a great way to grow your vocabulary for that. Um, and just it's, it's really nice to have feedback from others and see how common this really is. And it makes you feel more comfortable with yourself as well. All right. First tool for you is called role model. I've given this one before, and I think it's a great one for this stage in particular. Uh, but I would pick a few role models in your life. And keep in mind, they should be people who are, are not, you know, who don't have reasons to dig you over. So choose nice people. <laughs> um, but I want you to choose someone who is extroverted, who is confident and outgoing. And I want you to pretty much shadow them. Like, don't single white female them, but like, you know, in a way that's not very easily identifiable, I want you to shadow them by like just emulating them. Pick up notes about how they dress, pick up notes about how they converse with other people, how they socialize. Just act as if, ask, act as if you were them. And it will feel weird at first, but it's actually a really great way to practice moving yourself forward in a social confidence realm. Uh, and like, it will feel like it doesn't fit at first. And then you'll start to kind of adapt and adopt parts of them in a, in a way that's still you. It's the first tool. Second tool, golden goggle test. So this is a way to really identify the difference in your experience of your own personal life based on chemicals and hormones. As an experiment, you can witness your own beliefs shift with one tiny anything, like a self-worth calculator proof point. For example, when you are feeling great, I want you to, in your phone or in your journal, just take a scan of your perception. Write down how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your life. Uh, just summarize uh, everything about your social life, your, your prospects, your future. And then I want you to do exactly the same exercise 
right after you get a something random that's negative, like a bad grade. And the point is really to, and I want you to journal about the exact same points. So describe the same factors or facts in your life. The point is really just to examine how opposite the same exact person's life can become in the face of one arbitrary, you know, light switch. It's just how your chemicals change your own perception of the exact same life. And that's always going to be true. Your life can change on a, the flip of a dime, depending on how you choose to feel. And one way to feel is just as though you're looking through those golden goggles, like everything has a golden glow. And that, if you kind of practice that way of thinking, your brain will by default go to the golden glow. Or if your body is kind of tuned to the negative, you will see the gray overcast on everything. It's really up to you at any given time to remind yourself to look at things through the golden glow. It's in your reach. Sometimes it takes some mental, like, you know, you have to like trace your way there and really deliberately force yourself to look at the golden side of things. But if you practice it on a daily basis, you will by default go to that. Even when you get bad news, even when someone tells you like, you suck, you'll still be like, eh, no, I don't. You suck. Or more likely you'd be like, oh, that person's in pain. So it's really about remembering to see the positive, empowering version of the story. Next tool I have for you is called Resting Nice Face or Lady Gregarious. <laughs> so if you want to be more social, you want to start meeting more people, a great way to do that is to literally have a resting smile on your face. Just be a smiling person who loves to laugh. And you might feel like a crazy person, but I'm telling you, it is an instant way to invite others to be your friends, including uh, in the romance department. I don't want you to, you know, put, I don't want you to feel like you have to act like beyond what you feel comfortable with, but just like even the slightest smile, like a Mona Lisa smile. Uh, and try also yes anding people in conversation or just laughing more than you would normally at people's jokes. And people are going to instantly feel more confident around you and whether or not they're in a romantic interest, I think it's a great way to take the wheel of your emotions, your anxiety, and any baggage you have, and just overcome it. You can act as if. And the more you act as if, the more you actually will overcome them. Um, and it'll just be almost like you're actually teaching yourself how to be more positive at the same time, because your brain will follow. I would. Uh, here's another fun exercise. If you were to go through a stock photography site, let's say Getty Images, and just look, type in smiling person, you will by default smile if you're just scanning through them. That's because we just, we have mirror neurons and we want to do that. So I would say the same thing is true for you when you're socializing. Force a smile, keep it there as though it's just like you just remembered a funny joke someone told you the other day. And even when you feel nervous and like your skin is crawling. So the more often you do it, the more real and authentic it becomes. All right, the next tool I have is called Welcome Newness. I put this in a lot of podcasts, but I want you to, as a habit for yourself right now, welcome all things that allow you to be changed. Anything that gives you feedback about yourself. So sign up for a new class that's totally non sequitur, that's not anything you would normally do. Uh, try a new activity. 
one that has nothing to do with your normal routine, like jujitsu or stunt driving, or, you know, try if some person that you would normally not hang out with invites you to like a cooking night, go to that thing. This is just a really quick cheat for building confidence. And I want you to deliberately choose something that is not you. And I would just say lean into newness throughout your entire life as well. All right, the next tool is called exposure reps. So in other words, for you to really grow quickly, it helps to like practice almost like you're doing muscle reps. Like these are exercises. Practice feeling uh, like discomfort. Just deliberately lean into feelings of like, "Ah, I feel vulnerable. I don't, I feel like I'm out of my range. I don't know if I belong here. It's just really about building the muscle of vulnerability. And one helpful practice to do while you're doing this is name the feelings in your mind as you are having them in your body. So you might say like, fear, fear, awkwardness, fear, loneliness, awkwardness, whatever it is, just it helps it move out of the part of your brain that makes you feel like overcome by it, just to name it, give it a name. Um, And last, I really want you to, if you don't already, create a daily journal. And in that journal, I want you to do three gratitudes and describe in detail one positive experience every single day. And don't roll your eyes, just do it. Because this will really help your brain in the rumination and negative self-talk department. And then also in your journal, I want you to write I am statements, which is like basically five adjectives. I am kind, loving, balanced, powerful, confident, whatever it is. And that's just reminding yourself who you choose to to act as on a daily basis. And I would say that's because your mind in particular needs some training. So this will go a long way in just the remembering who I choose to be department. So I hope that helps. And I wanted to give a really quick thank you to all my clients and all of my monthly sponsors, and especially you, Robin. I already thanked you, but I want to thank you again because you gave me a fucking awesome donation. And I want to thank you all for all the new requests. I'm adding them all to my list. I'm going to do my best to get to all of you. Um, And if anybody out there has the means for a donation, they really, really help immensely. And if you don't have the means, I totally understand. Um, If you have the time for a review on iTunes, I appreciate it so very much. Um, So in closing, the irony of how you feel is it's extremely common. And in that way, it's popular. (laughs) So if you look at it that way, you are very, very normal. Um, The difference is you are confident enough in this feeling that you can reach out for help. Like you can write about it. And a lot of people can't even do that. So know that you are much more confident and much more empowered in the just act of owning this shit than you think you are. Um, I would say the for the worst sufferers, it's so deep and it's so hidden. It's like so secret that they can't even say it aloud. Like they can't even admit it to themselves. So I would say I recognize you as a person who is mid-growth, who is choosing to be active in overcoming their issues. And that shows me that you are on the path already and you are already in a state of evolution. So I would invite you to set a concrete goal in your journal and make it official. For example, you would say, I want to feel good about myself and love myself unconditionally. 
and I want to find a relationship and I want to be my best self. Because believe it or not, if you make that goal concrete, it will affect the way you choose to direct your energy moving forward. So go all in. And I hope this helps you. I hope, uh, hope this made sense. And to everybody else, I hope it helped you as well. And I send you my love. I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the, uh, the States. Uh, and don't forget to smile.